Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Well, Kim, I feel like we should start by talking about the last call for the Chase Inc. business card elevated offers ending before 9 a.m. March 21st. Yep. My husband, I know, it's, we finally have a date. Mm-hmm. So I know my husband and I opened three between the two of us during the promo, referring each other back and forth. What about you? Uh, we currently have opened two, and then I tried to refer my husband, but forgot that he was 524 <laughs> and was automatically denied. So the next plan of action is to have him refer me. I don't know. I'm toying with, should I close one of my oldest ones? Because I've had one for probably three or four years now. I could probably close that one. So, Or I'm like, should I just go for it for a data point and see... <laughs> see what happens <laughs> the research that's a lot of points to put on the line so that's i don't true. know but we should also talk about so yes we know that these offers are ending march 21st 9 a.m which means don't wait till march 21st mm-hmm. um do it at least by march 20th because who the heck is going to wake up on march 21st at 7 a.m and open a credit card not me <laughs> um but okay so we know the end date for that but yesterday I noticed that the referral bonuses are changed. They're not what they were 24 hours ago. Did you see mm-hmm. that too? Yeah. Well, I had people messaging me for the last couple of days saying, I can't generate any referral links for my... Yes, they had it down. Mm-hmm. And now we know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're making so, it better. Yeah, it is. It is in some ways. So if you're doing this in player two mode where you're referring your spouse, your significant other, now you'll get 40,000 points for referring somebody, but they will only get 75,000. So combined, if you're doing that within a household, you're still going to come out 5,000 points ahead. You'll have 115,000 points as opposed to referring somebody for 20,000 points and them getting 90 and coming out with 110,000. So it's a great, it's, I mean, for me referring my husband or vice versa, it's going to work out great. But if you send that link to a friend, they're going to be severely disappointed when they realize that they're only getting 75,000 points for that offer. So you just want to be careful and don't deceive your friends, even though you're going to get more points for referring them. It's a good reminder that when you click through, take a screenshot of whatever Mm -hmm. offer you're actually supposedly getting and just check and make sure it's the right offer because this kind of thing happens. It makes me wonder if it's going to go back to 75K and they just did it prematurely. That's how much it was before the elevation. What's interesting, though, is that they didn't, the the new offer doesn't have an increased spend because it used to be the offer was 75,000 points after spending 7,500 in three months. But this is still the same 6,000 with the, you know, with this increased offer we've seen for the last few months. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It'll be nice to if that stays at the the lower minimum spend. It'll be easier to to achieve. 
Yeah, well, let's quickly just talk about some of the questions we get all the time when we're promoting these cards on Instagram. I think we get kind of the same category of questions over and over. I know recently one of the things that people were asking me is, do I have to make a certain amount of money? Do I have to have a certain amount of business revenue coming in in order to open one of these? And um, if there is one, I don't know what it is. But I think it was you that I saw posting, like, s someone opened an ink with a projected annual business revenue of $75. <laughs> yes. And I've even heard stories of people getting approved with zero. So I don't think there's a set number. Because the thing is, you could be starting a business and you just need a credit card to put your business expenses on. And maybe you're not going to make anything this year. And that's completely normal. So I don't think that there's any set required amount of business income because you're also going to put on there your household income in a separate category. So they're going to take all of that into account, not necessarily just what you're making from your business. Yeah. So I say go for it. I tell people just go for it. Mm -hmm. what do you and you mentioned Ross can't open one right now because he's 524 and I have had people in my DMs. I can't open one. I'm 524 and I always ask okay, but is one of those five an authorized user card? Because if it is, you can apply for the card and then you'll get denied, but then you call the bank and explain that one or more of those five slots is an authorized user card mm -hmm. and you'll probably get approved. Yes, and there's reports out there that people are getting approved over 524, like legitimately over 524, and some people are still getting approved. It's not across the board, but it's a, uh, your market may vary or your mileage may vary. <laughs> Something your market might vary too. <laughs> it's both, right? <laughs> but. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, now more than ever, I would say, now that I've heard that, just <laughs> pretty much anyone listening, you should definitely try to open Seriously. one of these cards. Just no annual fee. You can, you either get $900 cash back at bare minimum, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a premium card, like a Sapphire card, you can transfer the points to partners like Hyatt and significantly increase their value. So Kim, sometimes when people hear Heather's story about, you know, just for years and years going back and forth with her husband referring and opening ink cards, they're a little leery of that. They they don't want to make Chase mad. I mean, and I mean, I agree. I don't want to chase make Chase mad. Mm -hmm. I love Chase. I have a lot of cards with them. And right now I have, between my husband and I, we have three inks, you know? And um, have you heard data points on it, that not going well for people with Chase where they got shut well, down or? I recently read an article, I can't remember where it was from, but um, about somebody who jumped into points and miles without like pumping the brakes every every so often and they just went gung-ho on chase cards every 45 days i think they were opening a chase card um so i know we say wait 90 days at least in between and that's kind of that's not a hard and fast rule but it's a good rule of thumb but i would say even on top of that instead of just doing 90 days another chase card 90 days another chase card i would mix in other banks so that you're not just having this continual string of opening and applying for new credit um just to like, I don't know, put some space in between. And and like you were saying, like chase points are super valuable. And if there's anything I can do to reduce the risk of having those 
taken away from me forever, which is a possibility if you're, you know, really overdoing it. I'm going to do that. All right. So, Sam, we're going to answer some of our, well, we, we put out an SOS to our followers and said, <laughs> ask us anything. An SOS. <laughs> It's not, a, it's not saving our ship. It's, no. It's an FAQ. It's a AMA. There it is. It was an abbreviation of three letters. And it wasn't about a ship. We just want to make sure we're talking about what you Things all you want to about. talk about. And when we put out this AMA, you asked us a bunch of really fun Disney questions. So I cannot wait to talk about this. I know. This is going to be a fun one. Should we start with... Well, I've got one for you, Sam. Someone asked, if you couldn't ride a single ride on a Disney day, what would you do instead? Such a good question. And I do love rides. I do love rides. But there's so many other things that you can do at Disney parks. And we actually didn't ride a lot of rides. Last time we went, it was an adult trip. We hopped to three different Disney World parks in one day. And we just had a lot of things on our list that we wanted to do that weren't rides now you should take this in context we've been to disneyland and disney world and disneyland paris quite a bit in the past few years so we've ridden most of the rides right i mean if you're going for the first time ride a lot of rides i mean i don't want to assume but the other things that we love to do number one people watch am i right oh yes come on disney has the best people watching (laughs) And you get to see their t-shirts. Like, people were the funniest. I will just laugh at people's t-shirts. Yeah, grab yourself a snack. Find a bench. Yeah, listen to what people are saying. There's, like, a whole account that's someone talking things they overheard at Disney parks. And they're (laughs) hilarious things. Wish I'd thought of it. It's a really good account idea. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's food, which Kim is more of a Disney foodie than I am. But... (laughs) Come on, there's always things I want to try that I've seen online. Uh-huh. Um, popcorn buckets and all kinds of food-related things. There's shopping. I don't necessarily purchase a lot in Disney, but I love going in the shops and just seeing mm-hmm. what's in there. Um, I love to buy candy. We always buy a Christmas ornament. So nice. we're, all, we're looking around for Christmas ornaments when we're there. We love Disney shows. I was just going to say that. Does that count? Because that would be my answer. The shows at Disney are they're top notch. They are. It's one of those things where you you go into the show and the quality is so high that you're thinking this is included in the price of a park ticket. You know, to go to a Broadway show or something, you have to pay probably more than you would for a Disney ticket. Mm-hmm. But you buy a Disney World ticket and you get a show. Or if you're at Epcot, you also get an aquarium. Or you know, you get access to this restaurant that you can't go to outside of disney so you get a fireworks show every night what about you i mean is there anything you would add i really was gonna say the exact same thing people watch snack in my hand go see a show all the nighttime shows i would make sure that those were included yeah and don't forget to just make a list of things you've seen people doing online i did that last time and so i finally went to club cool for the first time and tried the beverly and i liked it which is weird but that's okay. I'm an Enneagram 4. I like to be different. I probably didn't really yeah. like it. I just was being countercultural. Yeah, if I was going without my kids, I'd watch all the YouTube videos about the best snacks to try in every park. 
Yes. And I would just see as how many I could scratch off. I think we should make that. Which is harder to do with That's kids because everybody wants their own. And then it cost me a fortune. So if I was going without my kids, I would do that. I know. I know. And then, of course, there's the Disney Visa photo ops. Mm-hmm. I like to talk about those. But don't get a Disney Visa credit card. Get a Disney Visa debit card so you can get into those exclusive photo ops. Those are fun. So stuff like that. Well, I want to talk about food because... Well, yeah, we were already there. Let's go. <laughs> What's your must-have Disney snack? Can you narrow it down? Yeah, I mean, it's I probably mentioned it a million times in here, but the ham and cheese croissant in France in the mm-hmm. bakery every time. We buy f- probably five of them because <laughs> everybody wants their own. Um, Dole Whip Float has to be pineapple vanilla swirl in pineapple juice. No other combination tops that for me where do you um, get it where are all the places you can get a dole whip float um well aloha isle and magic kingdom next to mm-hmm. the the magic carpets you can get them at the polynesian me and you got them there together mm-hmm. you can get them at disney springs didn't know that yeah what's up i have it in a reel on my account about um the snacks i tried but now i can't remember what it was called but anyway they have a dole whip flight and you can get three different kinds and they have toppings. Uh, doing that next time. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Oh, a Ronto wrap. I think that's one of your faves too, right? Yeah. Um, we both realized that, that we love those. Yeah. That was delicious. I think that was one of my favorite things I had on our last trip. And then just a Joffrey's cold brew. I would be happy if I could just sit on a bench with my cold brew. I go to Joffrey's every day when I'm mm-hmm. at Disney. I don't care yeah. how long the line is. I'm waiting in it. Um, one of the days we were there, I think that was the longest line I waited in. Worth it. Rides. Yeah. Totally worth it because you're usually so tired from rope dropping. And then I also take <laughs> bonine or meclizine or whatever. It's I be, I take motion sickness. Make you drowsy? Yeah. Well, I don't know because I counteract it with so much coffee. But just in case, I'm going to be in line for Joffrey's for sure. Well, yeah. Tell me your snacks. Well, you, you mentioned me. most of them. I mean, and I just want to say the Ronto wrap, if you don't know where it is, it's in Galaxy's Edge at, is it Docking Bay? No, Ronto it's, Roasters. Oh, Ronto Roasters. I think mm-hmm. in, in California or in Anyway, it's in Galaxy's Edge, guys. Ronto wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I also love Dole Whips. I like the raspberry macaron at, they, they have a raspberry lime macaron at the French Bakery at Epcot. At the Holly Jolly Bakery in Disneyland, California, they have a raspberry a raspberry rose macaron, which I prefer. You gotta mobile order it early in the day at Disneyland, California, so they don't run out. Well, in November when we go together, yes. we'll certainly be getting those um, corn dog. But um, I was reading recently that people in the Cal like Southern California actually think that the corn dogs at Disneyland are the best corn dogs around in Southern California. So you guys, they're really good. So in Disneyland on Main Street, there's a corn dog stand. We always eat them for dinner as a family. Always. They're good. Um, you know what I had in Disneyland that I haven't had anywhere else is a well churro. I know that's like a big deal. But this one had I think it was like a limited edition one and it had 
red icing that you dipped it in, and it came with two little yellow Mickey pants buttons. So cute. On the icing. It was so cute, but it was also delicious. Okay, we do need to talk about churros because they're only fresh in California, but I'm not a big fan of churros, but but everyone else is, and they mm-hmm. do have every kind of churro you can imagine at the California parks. Really fun ones, like you said, with dips and sprinkles and little things like that. So yep, sure my family sure. loves churros. I want to try all of them. Okay, so somebody said that when they go to Disney, they usually go for a week, and they're wondering how long our stays are typically, and I probably would agree with that person. I like to go for a week, five days in the park, a couple days off. That's expensive, even with points and miles. Yeah, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, we, we did a split stay. We were at the Dolphin and Hyatt, and with the four nights paid with points with Marriott, we got the fifth night free, so it ended up working out great. It's true. And you're you're pretty good at preserving funds in the park. You do like $100 a day for food. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that's what happened last time. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you planned. That was the plan. I think we spent a lot more than that. I mean, we had discounted Disney gift cards, so I saved. But true. I think we went, we went way over budget. We don't always take a shorter trip, but I think, okay, so we started out when the kids were little. We would take shorter trips because it was so expensive and we didn't have points and miles. So we used to mm-hmm. like... You know, go for a few nights. Parlay it into a work trip, of course. Drive down, um, stay with a friend, go to Disneyland one day and Disney California Adventure the next. To just make the whole thing affordable. And listen, I, I still loved it. It was magical. It doesn't matter. Any Disney is good Disney. But then I want. That's actually part of how I got into points and miles. Is I wanted to take a little bit longer trip, but it was so expensive, and so. Then we would go for three days, and then we started going for five days, and this is before we were going to Disney World, which is a whole different experience. There's just so much to see and do. And with Disney World, we were going to Orlando a lot for work, just me and Darren, and so it's easy for us to pop over to Disney for a day or two if we're there on yeah. a work trip. Um, it's just hard for me to just go for like a day. Like If I'm going to go, I want to do it all. Yeah, I kind of, I don't mind leaving myself wanting more with Disney. It's a little game I play with myself. It's like, <laughs> oh, we go for a day. Super no, fun. Back. And yeah, and, and then we go back. But it's true. We've taken our kids to Disney World twice. And we did a whole week, both times. Spring break once and then Thanksgiving break another time. But we only do a couple park days and a universal day. Yeah. I I don't I still haven't done the combo trip, and it makes me feel like I'm like tainting my Disney World trip <laughs> if I try to do too much. Yeah, I want to be in the world, and I don't want to leave the world. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, Sam. Another question we got: park hopping versus single park, one park per day tickets. How do you know which one to buy? I think we have differing opinions on this, but, or maybe not. Maybe you've just done both, but go ahead. Oh, it's so subjective. I mean, did you know that the park hoppers we bought last month were the first park hoppers we've ever purchased anywhere? Oh, no, no that's think... not true. I just lied. We purchased <laughs> park hoppers in, at Disneyland Paris. 
because we were going to be there two okay. days and I just wanted to make sure. We bought U.S. Park Opera tickets for the first time last month and it's because we were going for one day and there were things I wanted to do in three different parks. So it was, it, it fit the need and I'm really glad we did it. It was really fun. I wish we could have gone to four parks, but you still couldn't hop until two then. Mm-hmm. And so it's fine. We went to three. We we usually buy single park tickets because I'm saving money. Yeah, we're the same. I am in the camp that we only ever buy single park tickets. And the reason being is that I feel like you, if you spend your day, your whole day maximizing that one park and then use the savings... Because it's a, I mean, it's a pretty big price jump to buy park hoppers versus single park tickets. So mm-hmm. I just look at it as I'm going to use the savings from buying single park tickets for like food, souvenirs, experiences, you name it. And I think you lose time park hopping because in Disney, I mean, I think it seems like it wouldn't take that much time. But like when you calculate the walk out of the park, waiting for the bus, the transportation, I mean, the parks are not like right next door it's not like you can walk to each of the parks you know so yeah it's a lot of time cost more money i'm just yeah i think we will always just be i mean it would be different like if we lived there and we were just going for like a few hours and we could bounce back and forth and it wasn't a big deal but if we're only there for the five days i i vote single park yeah darren's with you darren does not like the inefficiency of park hopping even yeah. in california He's like, I don't want to walk all the way to California Adventure. I want to go there tomorrow. Which is funny because those are like, you can like see the other park. It's so close. Right? They're so close. I, I don't know what to tell you. He's an engineer by training. He's just well, thinking I, about I, how to maximize the system. I think I would tend to agree with him. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm, on, I'm in the same boat. Some messages I get are how to prioritize Disney trips with smaller children, like specifically one that came in was for like, how do I do Disney with a seven and four year old? I'm trying to remember what life was like when my kids were seven and four. Yeah. Kim, what do you have pointers for a family with kids in that age bracket? Well, okay. <laughs> I remember. So our, the first time we ever took our kids to Disneyland, they were five and eight, so barely older than this person. And um, it was so magical because my daughter wore her Cinderella dress and met all the princesses. And my son did the light, they used to have this lightsaber, not a building experience, but this. The store. No, you could go oh. up on stage and do like lightsaber. Oh, Jedi oh, training. Jedi training. Can That's you still so do fun. that? I don't think so. No. So he was the perfect age for that. And she was the perfect age for princesses. Mm-hmm. And we left the baby at home. He was two. So we left him at home with his grandparents. And they took him to like our local, like Oaks Park is the little, <laughs> the little amusement park. That's kind of like a carnival in town. And he loved it. But, um, that I'm so glad we did that. So I think seven and four are just on the cusp of being these perfect ages where they're old and like they're not in diapers. They probably don't need naps anymore. They can kind of hang longer. 
but they're still children. And so you're going to make these mad, they're going to make these magical memories and they are always going to have Disney nostalgia, which is very important to me with my children. <laughs> yes. And just some practical things. Um, my husband is like, he still wants to ride the rides. I remember going when our kids were really little and he was like, I'm still going on Space Mountain. I don't care that none of our kids are tall enough to ride it with me. So you just have to utilize like parent swap or they'll let you like yeah. one pa one person stands in line, whether that be, you know, with your Fast Pass or Genie Plus or whatever. Um, or you wait in the line and then you can swap and then that person, the second parent doesn't have to wait or bring grandparents. That's right. And they can stay with the little kids and mom and dad get to go ride the ride together. So we went to Disneyland two years in a row because the first trip was so fun. I wanted to go again and take our three-year-old. He had turned three by then and he was just old enough or just tall enough to ride most of the rides. And it was a different experience. I'll just say that because by that time our oldest was eight or almost nine and he loved the park so much wanted to open them up and shut them down and not take a break and the baby like couldn't hang and we had a stroller and he had to take a nap in it and then I remember all the fast passes sold out at the end of the night we were at California Adventure and there was nothing to ride because all the fast passes were gone and so we just had to manage expectations. We learned on that trip to manage expectations. Like, this is not going to be the same experience because now we have the baby with us. Yeah, definitely. You got to plan for a lot more stops, diaper changes, feedings, all that stuff. Okay, next question we got was, what is your favorite Disney park and why? Yeah, this one's really easy for me. It's California Adventure. You would think it would be Disneyland because that is the one I grew up going to when I was little. But California Adventure is also special because when we took our kids there on their first trip, that was the park where they were building out all the Pixar. And the Pixar movies are the ones that pretty much define my kids' childhood. So, like, Cars was my son's movie lightning mcqueen was my son's character you know and so i think like world of color was i i just would like weep during world of color because uh -huh. it was just wrapped up in all of my emotions as a mom having to do with my kids innocence the i'm starting to cry right now honestly hold oh on oh my goodness go yes so silly i'm a super sentimental person and mother and so i think just the sense of wonder and magic with disney and all of their movies especially pixar because like i said that was current with my kids was such made it such a memorable park and trip for us so like pixar pier radiator springs racers and cars land and even now adventure of uh, avengers land because then my kids graduated into marvel my kids were so into Marvel for years and years and years, all three of them. And so um, it's my favorite park. We have so much fun there. What about you? Uh, I think it's Epcot. And I think it's because, like, the Disney that I love is, like, the stuff that Walt was behind. You know, like, I think Epcot was, like, his idea. And that was, like, from his imagination. and has all that, like, futuristic theming and all that. 
Um, and I don't love when, like, characters start to take over some of the rides. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the rides in Epcot had, like, their own thing. Like, it wasn't, like, a Moana ride or a Cars ride. I know you just said that you love all that. I think I just like that it was, like, I don't know, one of the originals. And it has my favorite ride. Thorn's my favorite ride. Mm-hmm. And some of the best food. So it's just, I don't know. I just like it. Epcot's a great park. My kids love it, too. We also got a question, best hotel to purchase with points, but also with great location to the parks. And why don't you share what it is, Kim, because it's very close to Epcot. Well, I think we would maybe both agree on this, but I think the Dolphin, because of the points, not because it's my favorite hotel, my favorite Disney hotel, um, but because it's easy to book with points and it's like an ideal location, boardwalk, walkable to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Um, so that would be my vote for on property. Off property, I would say uh, the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress because chase points are easy to get. Chase points transfer to Hyatt and it's like a reasonable amount of points. Like you can book that for like 15,000 points and it's super close to Disney Springs. There's so many things to do. You could take a day off and, you know, not be bored at all. Um, yeah, those are my votes. Yeah, and that was your split stay last trip, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and I would choose a different, like, if I was just picking a Disney hotel to pick a Disney hotel, I wouldn't pick the Dolphin, but for ease of using points and miles, that's my vote. Yeah, it can be tricky for a family of five at the Dolphin, we were realizing. Mm -hmm. After make, making our kids or our husband sleep on the floor. <laughs> yes. Well, we lucked <laughs> out. We had the upgrade. Yeah. Bigger room. So it yes. worked out fine. But I could see five nights with a grown man on the floor. <laughs> Might get old. It's not a dreamy, magical vacation. But yeah, I I think that it's definitely those Marriott Deluxe Resorts, the Swan, the Swan Reserve, and the Dolphin are a sweet spot. For points and miles at Disney World, they are, like Kim said, walkable to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. And you can just keep earning Marriott points perpetually. Unless the banks change the rules, you can open and close Marriott cards with Chase every 24 months and earn more Marriott points. So mm -hmm. you could just keep earning the Marriott points and going going to those resorts. Okay, next question we got. Someone said, I have 200,000 venture points. Any way to use these for a Disneyland trip? Sam, you're a Disneyland expert. How would you use 200,000 venture points? Oh, Disneyland specifically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they mean 200,000 capital one miles, I think mm -hmm. is what they mean. Yep. And for Disneyland... Disneyland is so different because they do have those few on-property resorts, which I think are great, but they also have so many options right across the street that you could use Marriott points for or transfer chase points to Hyatt or IHG points for a Holiday Inn or, I mean, Hilton points. You can, there's so many more options that are really close to Disney. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, with Capital One Miles, um, well, I mean, an easy thing you could do is use 
is buy your tickets through a third party and use the purchase eraser to erase the cost of the tickets. $2,000 will buy you a lot of Disneyland tickets. Like, I, yeah, I, I yeah. think, I don't even think you'll need that much, but that is sort of the baseline. If you weren't going to transfer the points, you're kind of just going to cash them out. Yeah, that's yeah, one. That's the smartest, right? And then maybe look at another points currency for hotels. Well, the other thing I was thinking about is airfare. If you're, if you have to fly there, is there a trans, an airline transfer partner that you could transfer a couple to one miles to? If you need to fly to Disneyland, what you could do is you could look up the tra the airline transfer partners for Capital One Miles and see if any of those make sense to use your miles to transfer to one of those partners and book your flights. All right. I vote. I vote tickets. Okay. For tickets. That's my vote. Okay, Kim, this is a question we get all the time. How to hack a Disney cruise. I think we need to do a whole episode, but how, how would you summarize? Oh, me? I've never done it. Well, I know you I can... haven't either, but I've written about it. Well, then I think you should answer. <laughs> You're the expert. You did the research. Well, and I'll you know, so many you. people. Okay. So many people want to go on Disney cruises. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we get the question so much. And um, it's one of those situations. It's kind of like Disney tickets at this, unless, well, no, it's not like Disney tickets. It's even worse I mean, it, than it Disney tickets. There's like no direct way to do it. It's all going to be cashing out points right, for right. their baseline value, which is not bad, but it's not maximizing your points. So you just have to know that going in. So I think when I talk about it, the way I've written about it before is if, for instance, player one is opening a venture rewards or a venture X and earning 75,000 miles and then referring player two to open a venture X or rewards and earn 75,000 more miles plus a 25,000 referral bonus, that's a hundred, is that 175,000 miles? I think it is. Yeah, which $1,750. Off of your cruise. Yep. That's not, that's a big chunk of change. I know. So I don't think that, I think it's an option. If a Disney cruise is your dream, go for it. Open two Capital One cards, the process I just described, get the referral bonus. And, no, or I mean, if there's a, if you're going with grandparents, have them open them too. That's one of the things about Capital One Miles. You can just transfer points around like it's wild, like between family members. So Anybody. You, yeah. If you had grandparents, you could combine them all. But yeah, there's no magical like transfer it to this transfer, this travel no. partner and get some amazing deal. But free travel is free travel. So if it means you open two credit cards and you end up with almost $2,000 worth of, you know, free travel money, hmm. I think that's great. The other option is if you get yourself set up on a system like Heather from Homeschooling on Points, who was, like Kim said, on our Unlimited Ultimate Rewards podcast episode, and you're just consistently earning hundreds of thousands of Ultimate Rewards, and all you want to do is go to Disney, just cash out your points. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Yeah, and know that you can get more later kim and i love bringing you disney content every week 
Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. Thank you.